the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station. Your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Check out ShantiGreen.com for the link to Amazon's amazingly easy online shopping. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, we're doing it live here on uh, LA Talk Radio, 323-203-0815. That's the number for the call-in. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning into the program. I got my main man, Paul Danke, here. Paul, thanks for uh, coming into the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> you just got to stay in announcer voice for a little bit. <laughs> I'm definitely going to stay in announcer voice. Happy to be here. Glad to be on the radio. All right, man. We got an action-packed show for you today. We actually have a call coming in right now. Uh, let me uh, let me grab this, see who it is. Caller, you're on the green room. Hello. Hello, is this Perry? This is me. All right. This oh, is, uh, Perry! This is uh, Perry Caravello. Th- Perry, thanks for uh, coming on the program, man. What, you got me on the air already? Yeah, yeah. No, no pre... Uh, no, no call screener. We, call, we do okay, it live. No, no pre-interview before the uh, live action, huh? Nope. You know how we do it. We get right into it. Jump right into the action. Get right into it. All right, baby. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most people do know your work. Uh, star of Windy City Heat, Ooh, Perry Caravello. God, yes. uh, great program. But uh, Perry, besides uh, some of your acting work, you've you've been involved in a lot of things, including uh, including some recent media you've been involved in. You've done a lot of interviews regarding uh, Richard Haney, um, also known Heaney. as Heaney. Richard Heaney. Heaney. H-E-N-E. Heaney. Somebody keeps spelling it wrong, and I I get offended when I. See how retards spell names wrong. Anyway. <laughs> well, speaking of retards, how do you know Balloon Boy's uh, father? We in the wing together. Yay. Yeah, we used to work together. What? Now, what kind of work did you and Balloon Boy's dad get into? Uh, he was a contractor doing some uh, construction work. For example, he did some uh, spot work, meaning roof repair. For uh, uh, There was a leak in the... Uh, uh, the original room over at the comedy store, and uh, he told Mitzi Shore that he would patch patch up the roof for her, so it doesn't uh, leak when it rains. All right. And, so uh, you know she did that in exchange for having the uh, belly room as a uh, you know a room that you know he could have a, a comedy night there for a second time. So he's repairing roofs so to he- do stage time. Now. Um- <laughs> Now, so uh, what's your take on this whole Balloon Boy scandal? Does this surprise you? After knowing Richard, does this surprise you, this kind of behavior? When I when I read it on my cell phone, I was sitting outside the uh, UPS store in Marina Del Rey, and um, <laughs> I, was, I was shocked, but I said that it was a hoax immediately. And right after I read it, I phoned up our uh, cameraman that went on this, excursion with us from here in L.A. out to uh, Del Rio, Texas, 
all the way up to Diamondville, Wyoming, when I got uh, attacked by Richard. Whoa. What and, uh, Whoa. Slow down. So you got attacked <laughs> by Balloon Boy's dad. How did that happen? How did you get attacked by Richard? I thought right. you guys were friends. Was it with a helium We team? We are driving, and we are driving hours. All I right. mean, why are you guys driving? Where are you going? Been, what is the excursion? Okay, we we went from L.A. to Diamondville, Wyoming, and I believe we stopped twice. But why why are you to, going uh, there? Sleep, and uh, we made it all the way up to San Antonio. Had a meeting with this uh, professor from a uh, Southern Indiana um, university, and then from San Antonio, we drove down to Diamondville. Uh, uh, excuse me. Del Rio, Texas. All right, but where on the other on the Mexican side of the border of Del Rio, Texas, there was a uh, tornado. Oh, okay. We, of course, so you didn't cross the border. You were actually chasing storms with him. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Ah. So uh, you guys were. What happened? Did you guys actually get into the eye of the storm? Was it like? Was it like no, movies? I didn't go flying into the eye of uh, Hurricane Wilma like he did when he went to. Uh, Florida to uh, get get into an airplane to fly into the eye of Hurricane Wilma, so which more than I think of the group. was was very uh, actually very experimental and very neat. But as I uh, was dealing with this guy, and he was trying to act like he was a god and God is everywhere. So and he that, was an uh, egomaniac. This Richard, this Richard character, yeah, he, he was, was an really egomaniac. Weird. He started getting weird. It started getting weird. You didn't notice odd behavior. Oh, I know. Yeah, but I mean, he started getting worse. When you base your life off the movie Twister, you were a weird cat. That's as far as I'm. So concerned. now, yeah, have you and have you and Richard been in contact since the incident? Did, Did you, you patch co- it up? No, dude. Excuse me, sir. Since. Since he attacked me in 2006, I have not spoken to him. Now, what did he do? <laughs> How did he attack you, Perry? What did he do? I used the restroom outside of a, a, a city park. That's a lot. Okay. You know, like a park in your neighborhood. There's a, a bathroom there. You paint a vivid so picture. Let me finish, please. So I'm using. So I get out of the restroom. Okay. Okay. I walk towards my vehicle, and he told me to get something out of his vehicle for his kid. I said no. I turn around. And next thing I notice is. After I turned around, there's an arm reaching around my neck, and my head's being bashed into the sidewalk. So he just started Jeez. bashing your head out of nowhere because you wouldn't grab something out of the vehicle for him. Was it by chance a balloon that he was looking to get? No, it was like a candy bar or a snack bar. So wow. you didn't get his kid a candy bar, then he proceeds to smash your head against the against into the, sidewalk? the sidewalk. It's blood sugar. you got to regulate your blood sugar. <laughs> That's what I've always said. Yeah, the, yeah, I know. Now, what did you say to yeah. him after that? I said, "This is it. You just screwed yourself." Yeah, just Did like the, so, so, uh, the the uh, cameraman said, "This guy's a sociopath. He's he's dangerous. We got to escape in the middle of the night." I says, "No, no, no." Wow. So uh, then then the uh, other scientist that was with us said, "Dial nine one one." So I dialed nine one one. Let's get the uh, cops out here because this guy needs to go to jail or something. So the cops came out, they had an interview with me, they pulled me aside and interviewed me to ask me what I wanted to do, then they interviewed uh, the cameraman, the other scientist, and they interviewed uh, Richard, and uh, it all drummed down to, uh, you take all the garbage out of my truck, put it in your truck, and you go your way. All right. And he so was guess- driving up to Idaho to see Scott Stevens, the other news anchor, oh. in Idaho. So now... Now, what did you think 
Uh, what do you what did you think about the fact that he was forcing his kids to go along with the lie? What was your take on that? Going going along with a storm chasing, I did not like. Going along with the lie, I thought again, like I've told other uh, news anchors and other news reporters, this guy is a media whore. Ooh. He'll do anything to get on camera. He'll do anything. He'll do anything to get on TV. Well, as Dr. Phil said it, this guy has done done his last uh, media act. <laughs> there's no, there's no right. There's TV no sequel to this. Now, speaking of from, uh, from, let me finish, please. Speaking no of TV sequels. station from CBS, NBC, ABC, or Fox that's going to allow him on TV again. He he has drummed up some crazy. Uh, uh, music video with his kids, uh, Pussified, <laughs> I think it's called. I don't know. I haven't seen that music video, but now I desperately want to see it. I saw a, a snippet of it on uh, one of the news anchors. I never went on to YouTube to uh, look at this retarded music video with three young kids trying right. to uh, be punk. Right, he's just exploiting these kids. Now let's talk about he, your... Uh, let's talk- and and then, then there's a booger... A booger soup. Doctor Phil made it made a comment about that the kids were making booger soup for their mom. That's that doesn't sound healthy at all. No, no it, it's like disgusting. All right, now uh, Perry, I'd like to talk about your work in uh, Windy City Heat. You starred in a movie, Windy City Correct. Heat. Um, it. it was produced by uh, Jimmy Kimmel. How was that experience? Did you enjoy being the star of a feature film? Uh, a feature film, I wish it was. It was a cult classic. Very uh, much so. Classic. During during the excursions and the and the crap that I was going through with Don Barris and Walter Malinsky was insane and nuts. You're to talking the, about Don Barris and Mole. Uh, it was a very yeah. very crazy, wild movie exactly. film experience. Now you ended up in 2006. You ended up suing Jimmy Kimmel. And Adam Carolla for ten and a half million dollars because uh, no, you believed just, you had. Wait, wait, uh, let me let me had, cut in there, please. You believed I didn't that just you, sue Jimmy and Adam. And um, the original lawsuit was for Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville because Johnny he tricked Knoxville, you into putting your genitals into John a mousetrap. Clap. Hello. Goes and uh, he he tells me I'll give you ten million dollars. For you to prove your Stone Fury worthiness. So, right. So, Johnny Knoxville. And I'm like, all right, well, what do you want me to do for my Stone Fury worthiness? Yeah. And he uh, whips out a mouse. He whips out a mouse. Uh, I didn't like the uh, he whipped out the a mouse dare. Truck. I didn't like the fact that he told me that he's going to give me $10 million. And I said, well, where's the contract? They wouldn't give me a written contract. No, I would think so I not. realized if this is live on the radio. Right, this is I a verbal that contract. The radio right? was a contract. Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. why I did it. So now describe the immense pain that your genitals went through when the mouse trap snapped upon them. We're talking classic well, snap. Well, thank trap, God, right? thank God it didn't hit a testicle directly. Oh, you it bet. It landed around the uh, testicle, but it did hurt. It did hurt oh, like hell. Now describe. Okay. Can you give us an imitation of the pain you felt when that happened? Like, mousetrap snap, and then what's your first move? 
It was it was uh, two snaps. Two snaps, um, Jesus! One for each testicle. That's Perry? twenty million dollars. No, it was one one for the one for around the testicle, and then one for around the uh, the shaft. <laughs> um, wait, wait! Oh man! When 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 the <laughs> and when you thought you were getting ten million dollars for this the shaft? Oh, Don Barris took pictures of this garbage and, and put them up on the internet. For that Don Barris, he's, he's a real troublemaker. That, guy, that guy's. Now like, speaking of Don Barris, I'd I'd like you to give I'd like to have, you know give you a chance to clear your name. Don Barris has been uh, he he's been spreading some rumors about you and a certain casting director, Randy Callahan, and some oh, that, some, some that, things that went on for you to get that, into the Christine oh, Applegate movie. Oh, now he's movie. spreading the rumors what uh, over the internet and worldwide, huh? Yep, yep. worldwide. Now tell that us guy, that guy, tell us what happened with Randy. Tell us what happened with Randy Callahan. Was my very first casting director from when I was on a very first commercial for um, Alvarado Hospital in San Diego. Oh, okay. So this is your now, first your first big now, break. Yeah. What? So this is your first break. You're saying you're getting a, a job. Doing extra work. Yeah, doing doing my first extra job. Which is not really being a, a lead actor, it was just doing extra work. Yeah, okay, I understand. My first foot into a a uh, small door into the Hollywood scene. Okay, right? now what, the doggy door. What what exactly happened? Well, I'm picking up on this very lovely, very beautiful uh, actress on the set. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said she didn't know how to get onto the freeway, and I said, "Then follow me." Mm-hmm. I'm getting up the freeway ramp. I pull off to the side of the uh, freeway ramp. She pulls behind me, and I asked her if she was okay on her way home. Uh-huh. She said she knew where she was going, so then I went to give her a goodbye kiss on the cheek, and Ooh. she flipped out thinking that I was going to rape her or something. Oh, no. She goes and calls uh, our casting director, <laughs> you know who, Randy okay. Callahan, he, uh, tells him thinking Callahan. that I'm thinking that I'm going to get raped by Perry. Excuse me. No, thank then you. he calls me into the office the next day. I go into the office the next day. Yep. Kind of, kind of, you know, uh, jittery and scared Sheepish. that um, I'm, that, that, that like this is my first break and my last break. Yep. Uh, trying to be a uh, film star, whether it's just starting into the extra field or uh, or what. So um, he goes, you know. He's got he's got me standing by his uh, desk and he makes me shut the door and lock it. Mm-hmm. That's Whoa. a good sign. He goes, you know, firing you wouldn't be something that will help you. Exactly. Because firing you isn't going to help you change. Oh, he wanted so to I'm help. I'm now you. getting scared of this. I'm now right. getting scared of what he's going to try to do to me. I'm getting scared. And I'm now and I'm now in a in a karate stance. <laughs> That's your first move of defense, karate stance. Firing you isn't going to help you change. All right, so I'm then we're now in a karate stance. Okay. And and then he goes, you have one of two choices. You could do me a favor, or you could end your career. Now, what did he want? You, what kind of favor did he want you to do? Like pick up a cup and of coffee? Right when he says you could do me a favor. I'm like, oh shit! Here, I'll do your files. I'll wash your. He didn't want. He didn't want his files, did. He goes no, and he starts looking at my crotch. Yeah, he did. Uh oh. And I'm like, 
No, 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 no. Like Wrong a lion thing. looking at a gazelle. <laughs> what? Like a lion looking at a gazelle. Yeah, he's looking at my he's looking at my uh, crotch, and I go wrong favor. He goes, well, then if you're not gonna go down on me, then I go down on you. All right. And uh, you you would uh, jerk me off, and I'll uh, set you up with a film with Christina Applegate tomorrow. Oh wow! Wow. Extra so, work for so I worked job. with Christina Applegate the next day on her movie called The Hatchet. <laughs> so wait, you lost So wait, you had to, you. So I let him blow me and I jerked him off, and they. Uh, wait, and then just, I worked just to the recap. next day on a movie called The Hatchet. Just to recap, though, you you let a guy blow you and you jerked him off so you could be this an extra. This is 1992, and that's never been done Applegate after that. Film. Yeah, it's a swinging early 90s. Hey, dude, I, I'm not judging. I just want to get the story correct. So. You oh, yeah, 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 everybody's judging me. He's a faggot! He's a faggot! Yeah, I know. No, I didn't say that. Uh, judge me. I don't judge use, me I all don't... you fucking want to, you cocksuckers. Yeah. All you guys out there. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, uh, I said that on the radio. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. We, we hit the dump button. It, don't worry. It, uh, but you've, uh, you've worked past it, Perry, and now you have a successful skateboard company. you got a website going. So uh, it's, not that, it's not as uh, successful as I'd like it to be. Oh, okay. Well, I was kind of bullshitting uh, the people at home, but why don't you give it? We're kind of up against time here. we got to throw it a commercial, but uh, why don't you give right. the people the uh, address that they can check out your stuff? What's the website? My, uh, my address is... The addresses to order my skateboard decks as well as my skateboard T-shirts are Scary Perry, S C A R Y, P as in Peter E double R Y, Skateboards dot com, and uh, Scary Perry Productions is like the first of all email addresses at S C A R Y, P as in Peter E double R Y, Productions dot com. Uh, I have a family photo of my father, my stepmother, myself, as well as my daughter and her ex-boyfriend. Wait, we can um, order that? <laughs> what's that? Wait, what does that photo have to do with anything? Well, it's just, you know, part of um, my life. Oh, okay. It's on, so it's on the, on the website. website. All right, so uh, yeah, he's promoing on, the... Uh, Gary Perry Skateboards at MySpace. All right. Well, Skateboards. check that all out. Uh, thank you, Perry. Good luck with the future acting, and, uh, yeah, take care, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. God, what, what other gem is that guy? <laughs> I can't even. Uh, he's amazing. He truly is. Have you ever, you you haven't seen Windy City Heat yet, Paul? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. You have to, man. It's truly, it's truly an epic film. Essentially, they just play this practical joke on Perry, and as you can imagine, he is kind of naive and willing <laughs> to believe a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to acting. And, uh, yeah, basically the whole movie is just... It's a movie about um, playing a practical joke on a guy who thinks he's in a movie. Oh man, the uh, so it's it's amazing. It's really really priceless. And uh, speaking of uh, people trading sexual favors for advancement, uh, if you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan, I'm sure you're aware of this story. But if not, uh, this is uh, it's coming out of the news uh, this past week. So uh, take a listen. This diehard Phillies fan and self-described buxom blonde is no longer in desperate. I love how the newscaster is immediately <laughs> questioning. So-called or self-described buxom blonde. All right, we realize that's not in the police report. <laughs> Native World Series tickets. A Philadelphia radio station said it gave a pair of tickets to Game 3 to Susan Finkelstein and her husband. It comes just one day after she was arrested for allegedly offering sex in exchange for the tickets. 
a, a diehard Phillies fan. All right, now, first off, Suzanne Finkelstein, this doesn't seem the crime of a Jewish woman. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not one to stereotype, but this doesn't. This seems like a, a goyim crime. This doesn't seem like something the Jewish people would be involved in. So, essentially, she offers on Craigslist to trade herself for, or, you know, trade her sex for World Series tickets. I don't, why not just put out a personal ad saying, hey, uh, anyone take want to take me on a date? Yeah. I think if I take you to the World Series, it's implied that sex is going to happen afterwards. But, all right, right after they describe the story here, they, they interview her lawyer. A, a diehard Phillies fan that uses a, a, a colloquial phrase... That's that's a lawyer for you. You use colloquial. Oh yeah, that'll really that'll fool the media. Says I'll do anything for tickets, and she's arrested. It's it's beyond the pale. Police said the 43 year old woman posted an online ad on Craigslist. The posting reportedly said, "Diehard Phillies fan, gorgeous, tall, buxom, blonde, in desperate <laughs> need for two World Series tickets. Price negotiable. I'm the creative type." <laughs> I wonder if she really is the creative type. It's like, all right, uh, yeah, I want you, I'm willing to trade the World Series tickets, but I want some sort of a potpourri soap basket. Could you whip that up? Some sort. I want a I want a cornucopia for my Thanksgiving Day table. What can you whip up, sweetheart? And uh, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, hold on. I got there's a little bit more left in here. We can help each other. Her attorney calls it a misunderstanding. For the life of me, can't figure out how there's criminal activity here. Finkelstein now <laughs> faces prostitution and related charges. A preliminary court hearing is scheduled for December 3rd. Diane, this die. And now I don't know. Uh, early on, they missed it, but she got two, she ended uh, the radio station, the local Philly radio station, felt bad, gave her two tickets. The two tickets ended up being for her and her husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just want to imagine it's like, hey. Hey, uh, Terry, good news and bad news. Good news, you're going to the World Series. Bad news, your wife tried to whore herself out for it. And how awkward is that date? <laughs> she, at least she still did it with her, you know. And then did she try to tell the husband, like, oh, no, I wasn't going to. Oh, I was just I was just going to try to jerk him. <laughs> just going to try to jerk him. Nothing serious. You know that it just would have been one of her, one of his buddies that would have done it to get back at him for some bullshit. Yes. You owed me $5 for two years, you son of a bitch, and I'm fucking your wife. Well, wow, that doesn't sound like the that doesn't sound like the people of Philadelphia, Paul. That doesn't sound like something they would do. Although I, I do appreciate that that commitment level to sports. You don't see that out here. I mean, men are hardly into sports out in Los Angeles, let alone women. If women are trading sex for anything in Los Angeles, it's for a part. Or in Scary Perry's uh <laughs> for extra work. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'll let you blow me for extra work. I you're not even you're oh man. I mean what are you going to make, $100? The mind is right. Uh, it's minimum wage. It's usually like, you know, $85. I did some extra work. So $85, and all you have to do is jerk off some guy and <laughs> let him blow you? That's and you're it? the background actor. Oh, man. Well, he didn't ruin his career, thankfully. If, you know, <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to derail that thing. Who knows where he would have been now if he didn't blow that guy, though? Who knows? Well, Paul, I've known... Uh, Paul, you're a stand-up comedian, yep. also a uh, guy who does a lot of sketches, mm-hmm. improv, that kind of stuff. Now, Paul, how long uh, how long have we known each other? I was uh, trying to think about it. I just feel I have this feeling like, oh, I've just known Paul for what seems like the entire time out in L.A., but do you remember how we first met? Um, I think it's pr- probably pretty close to five years ago when we met. Uh, we met at, like, the Ha Ha Cafe and yeah. all those little dirt holes. 
Little and dirt holes that we used to play. That we used to play. Now we, uh, now, now we, we play do. different dirt holes, but Completely it's the same. different. Yeah. Now we do restaurants. Horrible, exactly. Horrible restaurants. Yeah. And then, um, yes, yeah, but really like hanging out like four years ago, I guess. Yeah. Now, uh, let's see. Well, I was thinking on the way over, I actually drove by a uh, old haunt of ours. We used to go to this um, hole in the wall bar called the Liquid Lounge. Uh, Literally, before it was called the Liquid Lounge, it was called the Hole in the Wall Bar. Like that was. That was the place uh, that we used to go Thursday nights. They had a stand-up night there, and it was just it was just this perfect uh, combination of really cheap beer, you know, a really tight, close bar. Then they would order a pizza. You could get a, a pizza for a slice, or I mean, a dollar for a slice. They had pitchers of beer for five dollars, oh, yeah. and you would just go there and you just get really drunk, and you knew everyone there, and it was just these raucous sets, and it was that it was that stereotypical bar of just having like crazy shit on the wall like they had a, a scuba diver mannequin hanging from the wall <laughs> that's right dartboards everywhere and the the people that you know would come in they they made it too like there's a real old guy what was his name george 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 is super lit. old guy raging alcoholic he but was he, the bar <laughs> yeah like he even had that old guy voice of like <laughs> dude he called me randomly like uh you know, Liquid Lounge has been out of business for uh, like a year and a half or something now. Yeah. He called me like nine months ago. He's like, hey, Sean, hey, <laughs> just stumbled upon your phone number. I was moving my dresser. How are you? <laughs> I was like, great. How are you doing? Uh, my son, he got arrested for meth down in El Paso, Texas. I took a bus out there that cost $34, had a panhandle get the money back. I was like, wow, you are the crazy old man. <laughs> my favorite was uh, there was a gypsy. Oh yeah. They used to come in. Yep. Literally a gypsy. His name's Sam. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> Sam the Sam the gypsy. No Sam the joke. gypsy. He would try to read people's hands mm-hmm. uh during during the show and stuff like that. And uh yeah, I don't know. I I could see why people were kind of you know, have some uh some prejudice against gypsies. He just seemed like a good for nothing, you know? Yeah, you definitely he he definitely read my palm a few times and it wasn't always the same and I was always I felt like I was just watching my watch the entire time. Like Yeah, you make a move, buddy. I'm watching. I will take you down. Just this like forty five year old guy of Middle Eastern descent, like slowly rubbing his thumb over your hand. <laughs> like it's really it's really hard to look him in the eye and take that seriously. A grown man reading your palm. He's just rubbing bar mix salt into your <laughs> palm like that's going to do anything. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time. And, uh, man, we've had a lot of uh, adventures in our uh, stand-up days. I was thinking I, I was um, – I I, uh, I enjoy responding to Craigslist ads when it comes to stand-up gigs. And uh, I currently – I booked a – recently I booked a uh, guy's 30th bachelor party. And his wife booked me to come and roast him. So this oh, is just man. this is just gonna be insane train wreck. I'm going into <laughs> someone's house. They're paying me money, and I'm gonna get up there with a mic and an amp and just call him an asshole for 30 <laughs> minutes. And that's gonna be his birthday present. Like, there's no way this is gonna go well. I ju- I'm emailing back and forth with the lady. She's like, uh, you know, I don't know. What what should I tell you about my husband? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about that because Paul and uh, myself and our other buddy Cornell. I, I booked us a gig at someone's birthday party. Oh, yeah. Just randomly off Craigslist. Someone oh, was looking best. for a birthday entertainment. And yep. basically, you know, we sat around getting drunk all day, not preparing for the gig. <laughs> and, uh, Paul, you had to, you were the driver. I was you, the driver. You were the soberest. I was a semi-sober driver. Yeah. It was perfect. 
Yeah, that was uh that was the night where Cornell decided to challenge the audience that if he if they didn't laugh, he would take a jello <laughs> shot at every joke and he was hammered by the yeah. end of it. Yeah. Well, and and to, and to set up the scene, we're at someone's random house. We're just standing on a patio, no mic, no nothing. It's like a loud party. People are just not really interested to pay attention. Yep. And you you don't need to set up any <laughs> You don't need to set up any, like, incentive for the audience not to laugh, let alone a reward for not laughing. <laughs> so, hey, if you guys don't laugh, I'm going to keep, keep shaking jello shots. And they're like, all right, so no one wanted to laugh, regardless of whether the jokes are good or not. Cornell just keeps eating these jello shots. He's just, like, chucking the empty jello shots. At one point, he, like, kind of stumbles over and crashes into some tables. Yep. Oh, was, those those people treated us like kings, though. They were just pouring us delicious cocktails and for yeah, it was weird for like as as not like a killer set, you know, that you would think it was because it's not really like a club setup. You you can't really kill there. Right. But they they really enjoyed the effort. They enjoyed us coming out. Yeah. They they just fed us tons of booze and Jello shots and <laughs> it was weird. Like I I literally had no shame. It was like ah, oh, they're not paying me for the gig. All right, I'm just gonna scoop handfuls of trail mix into my face. Just eat tons of stuff, drink whatever's lying around. It was, that was, and then that night when I drove us home, Cornell decided I was driving Cornell's car, thankfully, and he started vomiting like crazy outside the window on the freeway, which was just whipping right back through the window into my face <laughs> while I'm driving home. I was like, this is not worth it. I'm never driving again. I remember being in the back seat and Paul just being so angry because so literally he's sitting there, he's got the window down, and he's just getting like sprayed with with Cornell's vomit, and you, Cornell's trying to apologize while vomiting, like I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there in the back seat, just like, man, what a gig. Yeah, that was one of the best shows I've ever done in my life. I assume it'll stay that way for the rest of it. Yeah, no, it was just a, it was a great time. I mean, that's why I respond to these random Craigslist gigs because it's just like, hey, you know, what's the worst that could happen? It's at least a good story. It's never not a good story. <laughs> no, no, you have more Craigslist stories than anybody I know. You, <laughs> you've got the weirdest your resume. Oh well, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I do uh, during work is just respond to these random ads and. Uh, you know, because I also post ads for um, for guests to be booked on the show. Uh, you know, I, I post because I, I like, you know, like the hypno regression therapist. And so I like having comedians on, you know, people I know. But I also like kind of leaving the door open for interesting people. Um, here's a couple. <laughs> I mean, some people really don't seem to know how to sell themselves. Um, <laughs> here's a couple. I got a couple of emails here that people sent in uh, wanting to be guests on the show. Um this is from Olivia. Mm. Although she doesn't, you know, say that in the thing. I'm just reading her email address. Late. This is the exact email I got. I have no experience in radio, but am trying out new things. Dash. Mm. Kind of trying to figure out where I'm going. Okay. I'd like to be a guest. I'm pretty sure I can find something interesting to talk about with you. There are a lot of marginalized issues that it's about damn time to bring to the surface. Wow. That, that's wow. it. Not even sign off like sincerely, <laughs> Olivia. Here's my Facebook. This this guy's great. And, and I mean, the punctuation spelling is horrendous. This guy, uh, this is Gilbert. Well, first off, I don't have any samples of work I've done because, C-U-Z, I haven't done any. Exclamation point. Boom. But... <laughs> <laughs> lowercase obviously <laughs> dot dot i'm pretty sure if we just shoot the shits for a while i could put some smiles on some faces and maybe if i'm lucky a few laughs 
too. Oh, it's like it's almost sad. <laughs> I know. I like to think I'm a pretty funny guy, and people around me seem to think the same thing. Same thing is one word. <laughs> if the spot's still open, I would love a shot. I mean. So when's he on? Are we having this guy? <laughs> Can we get him on right I now? I really should. Is he a uh, fan of the? It's like you gotta wonder. It's like, do they listen? Do they have any idea what? They I don't know. Like, I post a link to the thing. I, ex- you know, at least check out the show, see if it's something you're interested in. But these people send these emails where they're half-hearted. Like, I don't know. Should I? Should I be? It's like, dude, I don't know. Is that how you respond to personal ads on Craigslist? With that, like, you know, you yeah, you gotta sell effort. yourself, man. Yeah. I'm a, you know, buxom. You know, treat yourself like the woman trying to get tickets. Right. For the Phillies thing. She described herself as buxom blonde experimental and <laughs> and artistic i mean she Cre- sounded like a real package and and talk about euphemism creative has, is that the best euphemism for slutty <laughs> that is i'm, not, I'm not a whore i'm creative but in a variety of slutty ways <laughs> yeah exactly not the traditional missionary slut that you're used to running into come on this isn't this isn't high school oh man so i uh i don't know if you noticed paul i got a i got a haircut yeah it looks really good yeah, it does. Thank Where did you, you go? Where, who's you? I uh, Fantastic Sam's. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my job, or you know, my place that I go to. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there. First off, I realized that for a white guy in the mid 20s, mid 30s, or whatever, the white guy that still has hair that gets his hair cut, regardless of where he goes, the joy of the haircut experience has been sucked out completely. Black people. If they're black guy, black girl, they go in, they ha- it's a day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know, me, I sit down, Fantastic Sam's, it's a heavyset woman with her giant breasts, like, pounding in the back of my head, you know, no eye contact. Although, I mean, I project that I don't want to talk to her, but still, <laughs> you know, you go to a black barber shop, it's fun, they're writing movies about it. There was no way you could write a movie about the white haircutting experience. <laughs> it wouldn't there, be a comedy. <laughs> it would not be a comedy. There would be, there's, there's nothing to it except just, just sitting there, and then I always go through that. That kind of like weird dance of, uh, you know, once they start shaving the back of my neck, like I, I'll try to, I'll wear a low cut shirt specifically on haircut day mm-hmm. to try to see how far they're willing to cut into my back hair because <laughs> as a as a man oozing with testosterone, there's no clear definition between where my neck hair stops and my back hair begins. So I like to see how how far the ladies in Fantastic Sam's will run it. Yeah, how far will you go, lady? Just go in there wearing like a scoop neck shirt, but turn it around backwards and just challenge. Go in there wearing a basketball jersey, yeah. like, all right. What do you got, lady? No, blend it. No, no, blend it all. From all the way from the the back of the the back of the back of the very bottom, just blend it all the way to the top of the head. I uh, I I remember the the one super awkward experience when I got my hair cut. Lady, while I'm getting my hair cut, she leans. She leans over. I mean, there's no one there. She leans over and whispers in my ear, uh, "What do you want me to do with the uh, ear here?" Oh, so what <laughs> it's do you? A secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, obviously, I'm a guy who has ear hair, and obviously, if you can cut it, cut it. Yeah. What What kind idiot. of a reaction are you expecting? Like, oh no, don't. Is I just like to meet the person that got irate because she cut their ear hair. Like, oh my God, I was growing that out. <laughs> That's my look, lady. That's what people know me for. Now you, Paul, what do you go to like a Fantastic Sam's or what do you go to? Um, I go to one of those Rudy's places. I don't know why. Now what's a describe a Rudy's to people it's, who haven't? Oh, it's like a it's like a rock and roll haircut place. <laughs> <laughs> like like so rockabilly haircut guys. Yeah, yeah, and I go the, I've got this guy that I go to now who's actually really good. Uh, he's he's been cutting hair for a long time, but 
but they have like various like hot chicks that do do hair there and i've learned through my experience that hot girls give you the worst haircuts of all time because they're not interested in you and they're already hot so it's right. like why they expect good? the attention brought on them it's like this is just something i have to do until i can find a husband mm-hmm. i mean because that it, let's be honest if you're cutting hair probably not you know Probably not that good. Not not brimming with ambition. Yeah. You know you're 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 having a job, and as a hot chick, you you probably have a sense of entitlement already, where you're like, oh, you know, so that what they're just they're not interested in the Paul Denke experience. They're you know if 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 I could pick my worst audience, it would be an audience filled with hot haircutting chicks. <laughs> it would just be <laughs> me just eating shit in front of all. It's these stand ladies. up because yeah, hot chicks they they don't react well to like. Oh. As far as, as stand-up members, yeah. probably not into listening and stuff like that. They react to shiny, flashy things like uh, Dane Cook, yeah, something so like that. Annoying. Dane Cook, I would imagine, uh, has a lot of hot chicks in his crowd. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And you know what? Uh, I don't even want them because they're not going to laugh anyway. I don't need to feel <laughs> something. It's like, oh, my God, it's a hot girl. I gotta yeah, you don't need it. to feel that pressure. Nah. You can... They're just awful. They're just for the most part, and they give the worst haircuts. You get a good get a good guy that like used to work in a barber shop or like a, a cool gay dude and they will cut your hair right. Now, uh, while we're on the subject of customer service, I I really use this radio show also as a venue of uh, just getting angry about customer service. Get into it. All right. So the other day I went to lunch. I went to Wing Zone. Oh, okay. You've been to Wing Zone, yeah. right? Yep. Hollywood La Brea Wing Zone. Yeah. They, you know, they have uh, all these different wing flavors, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I get the 10-piece wing. I get uh, some Cajun, and I get some garlic Parmesan. Ooh. Oh, ready to go. Yeah. Look at me. Um, I'm, I'm a man who, you know, likes to count the calories a little bit. So my my mythology is I always try to drink water. <laughs> at the wing place. Yeah, all you know. Right. Hey, if I'm going to splurge on the wings, sure. I, don't need a, I don't need a root beer on top of that. I don't no. need those empty calories. No, you're right. All right, order the wings. And uh, I was like, all right, and then, uh, yeah, can I just get a cup of ice water with that? Sorry, mister, we don't have cups for ice water. And I'm just staring there looking at this giant, you know, like she's she's almost like peeking her head from the side of this giant tower of perfectly good cups. You want to nickel and dime me? Fine. Charge me 25 cents for the cup. I don't want soda. I don't want to buy your soda. And I, and I was just so angry, and I was like, you know what, Sean? You know what? Don't buy soda. Spite them. Yeah. Teach them a lesson. I don't know why I'm always trying to teach lessons to people in <laughs> like customer service. Attention. It never, it never works. They don't give a shit. <laughs> nope. If they, if they gave a shit to begin with, we wouldn't have been in this mess. So I go, I get my wings. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna teach them a lesson. Start eating my wings, and I'm like, God damn, these Cajun wings are hot. <laughs> They're hot. Oh god. And then I would eat the garlic parmesan wing to try to cool my mouth off. Oh sure. But yeah. eventually, I had a cave, and I go up there, and I'm like, all right, I'll get water. And they have all they have for water is bottled water, and it's two dollars. And it's ridiculous. it's generic bottled water. If you're gonna if you're gonna bend me over the barrel for some water, at least give me a cool label, yeah. Aquafina. Yeah, give me. I want the name brand water. Something, not Wing Zone water. No. <laughs> no. I ended up ordering soda because the soda was cheaper than the water. Wow. What kind France? of logic is that? What is in the soda that is cheaper than the water? Corn syrup. Corn syrup is cheaper than water at this point. Plus, they, you get that good Los Angeles fluoridated water. It's, it's. Uh, I don't even understand. Why would they charge you for that garbage? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, Paul. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, uh, 
Let's see. I'm going to do a live read here, and then uh, when I get back from that, we're going to have a special Halloween guest. Special Ooh, Halloween guest from uh, from a guy by the name of Count Dragula. I know you're a little uh, you're saying, Sean, what's that? Well, uh, you have to stay tuned through my live read to figure it out. So uh, I need to play some haiku music here to calm me out from my raging on customer service. But you know who has great customer service? That's right. Amazon, they have great customer service, like I was saying. I mean, honestly, you want to, we are just talking about Windy City Heat, starring Scary Perry, Perry Caravello. Perry's quite the character. It's really worth checking out. And you can get that on Amazon. You can also get the Kindle. You can get the Bill Simmons Book of Basketball. Essentially, any, any MP3 album you want. I know the holidays are coming up. CDs, DVDs. They even have, they have camping gear now. You can get camping stuff off Amazon. Let's be honest. Who wants to go shop around in stores? Amazon, they have a great price. They're in a price war right now with Walmart. That's how committed they are to low prices. They're willing to go toe-to-toe with Walmart for prices. That means their prices are insanely low if they can compete with Walmart. You know why? Because they don't have some big store bogging them down. All they have is, a, you know, they got a warehouse with essentially everything you need. And how do you get that? How do you help out the green room while you do that? Just log on to shantigreen.com and you click on the Amazon link. That's how you do it. Uh oh, guys. Hello? Hello, Shanti Green. What's up, man? Oh, nothing. Who is this? Count Regular on the mic. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing, Count. How are you doing? Pretty good. Just living my life, you know. Oh, I hear you, brother. So yeah, basically living Tom Petty's free falling song. I'm a vampire living in Reseda. It's good. <laughs> so how is life as a vampire? What's what's your day to day routine? Now I I know what I see in the these Hollywood movies, but is that what, what life is like for a, a vampire? I should think not. Number one, we don't go to high school, thank you very much. Unless we're just trying to slay some bitches, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I was I... turned into a vampire when I was 17 years old. That's a perfect situation. I'm biting high school girls' butts for life. <laughs> now, as a as a vampire, what's your preferred meat? What's your preferred food? What do you? I know, I know, uh, the young flesh of young ladies. But what 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 do you really enjoy as a vampire? The butt. I like the butt part of it the most. It's the juiciest. It's the biggest. It's a good target to aim for. You can run for it. You can find it at night. It's great. I love the butts. So you're like Sir Mix-a-Lot of um, vampires. Is that correct? Yeah, my vampire style was very much influenced by Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's very good. Think of you to pick up on that. That's very true. Now, what do you? Uh, what kind of Halloween plans do you have? I know Halloween's a big holiday for the vampires. What do you got planned? Biting bitches, basically. Just going to be cruising around in my Batmobile. Yes, I call it that. Just biting <laughs> bitches. Just cruising around looking for girls dressed like vampires. and Because that's, that's basically how I got into it. 
Oh, really? Is that so? Wait, you got you got into it by other f- female vampires? They sucked you in? Oh yeah, yeah. See, I was. It was in 1998. It was a big year. I was a senior in high school. Blade just came out. I got really into Blade, and then I thought I'd go to one of these crazy, freaky, dinky, gothic raves, you know. So I went to one of those, and I met this girl who I thought was playing a vampire. Went to go hook up with her, and then, uh oh, turns out she was a vampire. She oh, starts no. fighting me, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It was crazy. Now, what's the your... last thing I remember as a human being was I was looking at a poster in my room of an alien smoking a blunt saying, take me to your dealer. And I was like, yup, this is happening. <laughs> Woke up a vampire. Super tight. Now, how would you compare life as a vampire to life as a human? Which do you prefer? Are you happy with your new life as a vampire? Uh, well, first of all, let me correct you. There's no such thing as a life as a vampire. We are dead, technically. Uh, but I prefer the death of a vampire than being a living human being. Now, w- let me ask you this: How old were girls that you were hooking up with in 1999? Um, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Yep. Yeah, guess who's still hooking up with those girls? <laughs> this guy, Charles Regular, biting butt. <laughs> so is that why you like high school girls? Uh, every year you get older, they stay the same age. But you're not even getting older. It's the perfect combination. It's the perfect combination. Now, it uh, is a, it's great. Now, uh, you said, so do you have any specific plans as far as who you want to suck into the vampire world? Is there anyone particularly on your vampire radar? Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, Jenny Garth would be a great choice. Now, why Jenny Garth? On the, mm, something about it just says, yep, I'd be a good vampire. You know, she was on the first, the first, the real 90210, which I was a big fan of before I became a vampire. <laughs> and uh, I just, I always thought she was cute. Now, yeah, I, I would agree. She, I think her, um, she's very pale skin, which I think would, would uh, be a good look for a vampire. Oh, it's my blood boiling. If I had any, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> now, what's, what's your take on um, Twilight and th- this recent vampire craze? Do you enjoy the newfound fame, or do you find it kind of annoying, like? Oh man, you know this is I, I'm becoming a hack. Every, you know. Well, let's just say it certainly makes the ass I get a little bit hotter. You know what I mean? Because now more girls are into vampires and therefore into me as a vampire. But it's tricky because I don't turn all sparkly in the sunlight. I would burn up. I would. I would be. I would just be engulfed in flames and I would die. So that's a trick. So is that the only way you can die? Is through the sunlight? I don't even like to. I don't even like to think about it because I don't want to die. Because there's so many hot girls, just they keep becoming hot girls. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, you could stab me through the heart with a stake. That's a fact. Everybody knows that. It's true. I have to walk around worrying about stakes. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people have that concern of uh, being punctured with a wooden stake. Have you ever been attacked? Is there any punk teen, punk teens yep. out there trying to trying to make a name for themselves, trying to end your life, Count Dragula? Yeah, uh, I remember a particular time in 2002, I was biting this super cute girl's butt, and her dad came in, and he was like, oh, you're a vampire, and I was like, damn, raise up, and he did, he brought out a stick, and he tried to kill me, he almost got me. He So, oh, wow, so that was a close call. How'd you end up fe- uh, fending him off there? Oh, I just killed him. <laughs> yeah, I just killed him, and then um, I didn't turn him into a vampire, because he was a big stick in the mud, and we have a rule that we don't invite losers into the vampire club. Now, I know you don't have any losers, but who would you say, who is kind of like the lowest rung of the vampires? Is there any vampires out there, 
a certain type of vampires that you you kind of like uh, they're kind of the dorks of the vampire scene. Oh yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> Wait, Will Smith? Yeah, I thought vampire. he was a, he was a human being. No. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Nope, nope. Quincy Jones turned into a vampire when the Fresh Prince was going on. He's been a vampire ever since. He is a dick. <laughs> now it's, oh, so you don't like he's he's shunned by the vampire community? Oh yeah, we're not interested in that bullshit. He's also you can't be a vampire and a Scientologist, and he's trying to be both. And we're like, nope, you got to pick your cult. <laughs> One or the other. All right. Now, my last question before I let you go, i got to wrap things up here. Why do they call, call you uh, Count Dragula? Because I smoke weed! <laughs> All right. Well, I, can't, uh, I can't eat food, but I can, still, I can still smoke weed. And you know what makes, you know what makes blood taste even better? Weed! <laughs> so is that your munchies? <laughs> human blood? Yeah. You get a girl, you take her into a van, you get her really high, and then you get a, you get a drink her THC-laden blood. It's delicious. All right. Well, that sounds like a tasty Halloween treat. Thank you, Count Dragula, for calling into the program. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Sean. Whoa! That was really scary. All right. Man, what a program. I felt like we uh, covered a lot of bases here. Uh, speaking of bases, the Phillies lost, so uh, I think that's even uh, more of a bummer for the woman who tried to whore herself out to get tickets now, they're not even up two games to nothing. They're, it's 1-1 one, one tie. Well, uh, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, calling into the program. I'd like to thank Perry Caravello. Uh, make sure you check out his website, Scary Perry. I'd like to thank my uh, buddy over here, Paul Danke. Paul, man, cra- you were in the bathroom for a long time, man. You missed out. Oh, yeah, I, can't, I, heard, it, I heard it playing through the speakers. Oh, they were okay. playing in the bathroom. That guy was awesome. Yeah, he was kind of kind of spooky. Yeah, it sounds like he loves bitches. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again, Paul, for coming on. Where can uh, people check you out? Uh, you can check me out on Facebook, Facebook slash Paul Danky. I do have a MySpace page because <laughs> I love to live in the past. <laughs> all right. And I'm on Twitter. All right. Well, uh, check out Paul at all those locations. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Green Room every Thursday night, 8 o'clock, L.A. Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and make sure to check out LegalZoom.com for all of your self-help legal needs. Referral code GREEN for The Green Room discount.